Hello, today is May 10th, my name is Ned, and these are my five things. Number one, a statue of a squid. A lot of people have spent a lot of money on a lot of stupid things during the pandemic. I have a bunch of vlogger audio and visual equipment now that helps me with some meetings but also makes me look overproduced. I have a tortilla press that I don't nearly use as much as I should. I love it, but I didn't need it. I have friends that bought exercise equipment. These are friends that don't exercise, mind you. But what about your municipality? If your city or town or village decided to use a sizable chunk of money, say a quarter of a million dollars, and used it to build a giant piece of public art, how would you feel? Noto Japan decided that they were going to take $230,000 in COVID relief money and use it to build a giant statue of a flying squid. Now, the statue is pretty awesome, and you can find a link to the picture in the episode description, but it's such a waste of money. They justify it by saying that it will be a tourist attraction drawing people to the town because they lost money in revenue from the lack of being able to send out the squid fleet, you know, to catch the squid because of COVID-19 restrictions. So, in the town, there's now a giant statue of a flying squid. It's amazing. I don't know how I would feel if the town of Brunswick put up an appropriate animal in what goes for our town square, maybe the park by the community center. Picture it, a giant Karen pointing at a cashier. Yes, that's what Brunswick needs. Number two, Ezra Klein and Ted Chiang in conversation. Ted Chiang is responsible for one of my favorite short stories of all time. Without spoiling anything, it's from the perspective of an Amazonian parrot asking humanity why they're looking out into space for someone to talk to while they ignore intelligent beings on this planet. It's sparse, it's beautiful, and it's devastating. That's the type of writer Ted Chiang is. You might know him from the film Oblivion. Ezra Klein is a little bit of a wunderkind. He's often thoughtful, he's wickedly intelligent, and he has a podcast with the New York Times. Recently, Ted and Ezra sat down and discussed all manners of geeky things, magic, AI, superheroes, but not in a fanboy way, in a reasoned and subtle way. If you want to get your geek on and you want to learn more about your preconceived notions of the media that you love, I say you take an hour and you listen to these two people talk. snacking via algorithm. What's your go-to food when you're engaging in an adventure sport? Now, the adventure in adventure sports does a lot of heavy lifting here. For the purposes of my question, it's things like hiking or trail running or walking or mountain biking, stuff that you do where you need to carry your nutrition on your back. I've been trying to dial in mine forever. I think my favorite is peanut butter and jelly sandwich on good bread and a Red Bull. It's a good combination of carbs, sugars, proteins, caffeine, and a bunch of nutrients that will keep me going. Maybe I don't need the caffeine so much anymore. But your mileage may vary. And it did for the author of this piece in Outside. So he created a spreadsheet 
in order to determine what the best trail food was for him. It's such a great idea. We have a group that goes camping and they all use this wonderful spreadsheet to determine what's going on, who's responsible for things, and even allowing for stuff like meal planning. It's all good. I like this. I also like that my favorite candy bar made the top of the author's list. I'll let you check it out, but if you like being out in the woods, it's always good to have some extra food, especially food you know you love. Number four, Van Weezer and Dad Rock. Weezer has a new album out. It's called Van Weezer, and it's inspired by the hair metal butt rock of the 1980s. It's fine. I don't really know what to think of it. I really like Weezer. I've seen them live a couple of times recently. They're a fun band. And they were relatively important to me in the late 90s. It was Weezer and Radiohead that I played a lot. So, I have a fondness for them that's 20 years old, but has continued. So Fatherly has a review of the new album where they talk about Weezer doing Dad Rock right. And that's the point of this. I don't know if I trust the music critic, as they say that their favorite band is Oasis. There's just something wrong with that. I don't know anybody whose favorite band is Oasis. But... Here, Ryan Britt is giving his Oasis-infused opinion on Weezer and how there are three types of Weezer fan. He's wrong. And his belief that this is not an album to listen to with headphones on, this is an album to do chores to, is wrong. Granted, when I was helping my partner with home prep over the weekend, I put the Mountain Goats on and then Genesis, so I already had my dad rock fulfilled. I say you check out Weezer and let me know what you think. Happy listening. Number five, Tom Nichols and MTV's Nuclear War. Do you have a favorite Frankie Goes to Hollywood song? Do you have a favorite film dealing with a nuclear apocalypse? Are you a Gen Xer? I'm a Gen Xer. My favorite Frankie Goes to Hollywood song is Two Tribes. And my favorite film dealing with the nuclear apocalypse is not Mad Max, as you were expecting, but A Boy and His Dog. Tom Nichols is a professor, an expert on Russia and nuclear theory, and also has an enjoyable Twitter feed where he's at Radio Free Tom. And he teaches about the Cold War at the Naval War College. He has a tough road to hoe when it comes to letting people of my son's generation know what the fear of nuclear war is or was during the 70s and 80s. The films don't work for him. Uh, they're, they don't work for his students, at least. They see it as a piece of pop culture ephemera from the long ago. But music videos, on the other hand, fit the bill. For The Atlantic, Tom goes through a bunch of music videos and the imagery presented when it comes to nuclear annihilation, including the aforementioned Frankie Goes to Hollywood, David Bowie, as well as Men at Work. A surprising number of my favorite songs are name-checked in the article. One of the things best imaginable for me is that my son and his generation do not live under the omnipresent threat of nuclear annihilation. That's a goodness. And those were my five things. Thank you for listening. You can find links to everything mentioned in the podcast in the episode description. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at EWAbbott. Be well, be safe, 
be happy. Thank you.